How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise, come on. I'm a fun guy. And if you know me, Thanos is my favorite character. You can't get a draw against Trinidad? Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? I don't know, I got no merch. What people ask what Omaha means. No, but I will with your wife. Lillard, long range three, and it's good! Krakowski didn't have the angle, shuts down! Well, here comes a pizza, see it? Highly unnecessary. Hit the post with the shot! Who's the scorer? As far as first two to Madrid! Mari Gladia! <laughs> August 27th, the very dawn of summer, should I say the dusk of summer as we are rolling into the fall and football season. Um, we are the Wide Open Sportscast. You can find us on Twitter at Wide Open underscore sports. And don't forget that you can find us at Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and TuneIn. My name is Feds, and with me tonight we have two very, very special people. Uh, the first making his return to the show, none other than the man in the Mets hat himself, Mr. Rick Cool. Rick, how's it going, bud? Everything is going wonderful. Just doing the final touches on my fantasy league, and I'll be good to go, man. How about those Mets? Dude, uh, we were just talking about this uh, right before the show when uh, Lee was talking about our, our predictions for the end of the season. And how completely wrong, I, I know I was completely wrong about the Mets. I need to look back, but I, I'm pretty sure I counted the Mets out about two months ago. And now they're like a game and a half out. They have a chance. You can't, you can't kill the Mets that easily, it seems like. So they have, we have a chance right now. Yeah. So that's, all, that's all I can be happy about. Yeah, dude, but, it's definitely a special run for you guys right now. Yeah, man. And uh, of course, with his triumphant return after, say, a four or five episode hiatus, maybe, is the goose himself, Joe Gleason. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Gentlemen, you oh, ready yes. for? You guys ready for the uh, football season? Dude, of course, I'm so ready. So ready for the bird gang this year. It's I feel like every single day I've just been thinking about the birds. I mean, especially since at my work, um, Flying Fish just released a new beer called Go Birds. So I stocked up on that. I'm making it a mission this year. I'm going to have an Eagles-themed beer for every single week of the season. So I've got a, f- a few of the Go Birds beers. I'm going to be making the trip down the Broken Goblet to get some uh, No One Likes Us, We Don't Care. Um, that was the Jason Kelsey beer that came out. And then uh, hopefully Evil Genius is going to come back out with their Flying Like an Eagle. So that's all out. I'll have my beers. And then obviously Weyerbacher comes out with the Dallas Sucks for the two weeks we play Dallas. So you can 110% guarantee I'll be getting my hands on that beer. 
Yeah, and as a Jets fan, I think I have even more to look forward to than um, either of your teams because I actually have a Hall of Fame quarterback Stop. in his second year. Stop. Can't wait. Stop. It's going to be beautiful. Sam, Darnold, Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold's about to take the turn. He is Peyton Manning. Yeah, he, he didn't look like that. I was actually at the game last Thursday against the Saints. Man, that was a little rough. Nah, he's all right. If if you say so, if you say so. There were a few, a few rough. Uh, Thursday night was rough for a few people, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. This this whole preseason has kind of been honestly disappointing because I wish they would play the players. I understand why they don't play the players, but I went there on on Saturday thinking I was going to see Drew Brees go down the field five times. I only got to see him go down the field once. And then they pulled him. Now I understand, especially with Cam Noon just spraining his ankle, like that's that's pretty unfortunate. But man, I wish I was. I wish these stupid rules would change, and these these players would actually play during the preseason. Even though preseason means nothing, still nice when I get free tickets. I want to see the good players. Week three is the new week one. Am I right? Yeah. Right. But. Let's uh let's jump into something because obviously we'll we'll de- we're definitely talking about Andrew Luck, but definitely the the top story of the day. I didn't think this was going to be the top story would be change off of Andrew Luck for at least a couple weeks, but it seems like it has. Uh, the Boogie Cousins recording threatening his baby mama that he would shoot her in the head. Now. The, the reason why this happened was the baby mama didn't want Boogie's seven-year-old son to go to his wedding to marry, obviously, a different woman. Gleason, do you think there is any sort of lenience when it comes to this, or should the NBA strike down hard? Man, you just really lobbed one right into my lap right there. Yeah. Oh, man. Um well, as Stu Gatz always says, it's an important discussion, and I'm glad we're having it. Good, good. I mean, that was actually a question I had prepared, too, so Rick, I was glad that you brought that up. Um, I mean, I'm going to go out there and say his career was already pretty much over, granted his um, injury concerns, but his career is definitely over now. Um, yeah, I would say that's not a good thing. That's a, that's out. That's pretty much yeah. A given. You shouldn't you shouldn't tell another human being you're gonna shoot them in the head. Yeah, especially when uh you're going through court proceedings of a restraining order. It probably shouldn't happen. Doesn't it always seem like that that's when it happens? Like something crazy happens when they're doing court like orders for restraints and stuff. Like this uh the other day for us in uh the area Rick, I don't know if you got this or Glee if you got it either, but there's an Amber Alert for a girl in Pennsylvania, and it was a guy who abducted his seven-year-old daughter before the court hearing for a restraining order. Uh, I mean, yeah. I didn't get that. So, like, I would say about 5, 5% of me gets the frustration when it comes to loved ones, for example, the boogie cousin thing. Uh not having his seven-year-old son come to his wedding. Was it an overreaction? Yes. 
But also, this seems like a common occurrence with this guy. And he seems like he's not all there in the head. He's apparently attacked other people before, including women before. So I just think this guy is just a piece of shit. And we shouldn't have to worry about him anymore. I don't think we'll ever talk about Boogie Cousins ever again. Unless he tries to make a comeback. But I don't see that happening anymore. No, and you can just tell that from his demeanor on the court that, like, he was a douchebag. You know, like, even on the court, he was such a controversial figure. He was good, he was a good player, but even on the court, he was controversial. Yeah, that, that's true, but that's that's okay when it's on the court. I, I, I have no problem with someone doing that on the court, but when it becomes real life and you start attacking people, that's when it becomes, like, a huge issue. And, I mean... With his past, with the past allegations. I think one of the allegations was he was running down the street naked after a woman who was like half naked at one point. And that that's just crazy right there that this should be a red flag that this guy should never be allowed back in the public eye again and should get some serious help. So, Rick, let's get back to your actual question and I'll pose this question to the both of you guys. I think we're all in agreement here that Boogie's career is over. Even with the injuries, I, I, I think it was over. I, I I agree and disagree. I mean, I could see him trying to make a comeback. I don't I don't think it's exactly over yet. Cause I mean, if it's not even true, we're we're like we're judging before it's even been tried here. It may not actually be him. It sounds like him, may not actually be him yet. We need more details. And yeah, is this, with the ACL tear, I mean that doesn't that could be the end of it, but I wouldn't put it out just yet. So let me ask you both this, Glee, I'll start with you. Do you think that the NBA is going to step in and do something? Um No. Why would you say that? Because I, I would say that the NBA won't step in and do anything. I think the team might do something. Right. Um. I mean, especially, I mean, I guess, is, is he still technically on the Lakers? Yes. Yeah, even yeah. though you get hurt, you're still, you're, like, they don't cut you. Yeah. And I, 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 I agree. I agree with uh, Lee. And actually, this might be the best thing for the Lakers. Because, I mean, if you... This, there's probably something in his contract that pretty much has has to say that you have to be a good person outside, otherwise you're not going to be paid in full. So, Lakers, two things: one, they don't have to ask, they don't have to answer the question of, well, oh, if this is actually true, are you guys going to play him? Because it's impossible to play him, at least for this season. Okay. And then sec, and then secondly, uh, they could probably cut him and save some cash. I don't yeah. know the, I don't know the details of his contract, but I'm assuming there's probably some sort of clause to be, of, you sir be a good boy, otherwise you're not being paid. Yeah, I, the, I I think that has to be, in there um, somewhere. I mean, I I feel like that's just you know be implied, but I am gonna say it is interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong. When was the last time we had an issue like this with the NBA, if ever? Uh, Especially in the Adam Silver um, reign as commish. 
I that's mean, why the, I don't see him stepping in. I don't see him doing that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean really not, and not an M Silver, but beforehand, I mean, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant had some issues with some ladies. So, I mean, those are, that's the only other time I could think of right now. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure it's happened before and after in some shape or form. The NBA isn't like the NFL, where it seems like at the NFL this is like a monthly occurrence. As messed up, I don't mean, mean, mean to make that like a joke. Like it's the truth. It seems like in the NFL, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Like it's you know another high-profile player, I um has some type of domestic uh, issue going on at home. But I am very interested. I I think the NBA. I don't I don't think they're gonna do anything either for the fact that like again, it's like all right, he's hurt. Like and they didn't really. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was no suspensions or anything handed down to Kobe, correct? Uh, no. There was no. I don't believe so. I don't remember. But also, I feel like that's a time before. Uh, for better or for worse, that's a time before where leagues had to give out punishment, and really they don't have to give out punishment, but they have decided to to appease the public eye. Right. Such so as the I, NFL, which is horrific at it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I think that was before. I mean, that was before the time of punishment with within before without. Yeah. I, so I. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't see any punishment coming down here. But I mean, definitely, it is a shame. Yeah, I always felt like Boogie was a great player. I didn't. You know, I didn't exactly like his demeanor. I think again, you could tell that there's definitely something a little wrong going on there. But. I, I personally, I know, Rick, that you said you could... I could see him trying to make a comeback, too, but you know who's also trying to make a comeback? Colin Kaepernick. How's that working out? You know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a whole different story. Colin Kaepernick's getting blackballed. Boogie is not. Yeah. So, I mean, Boogie is shooting himself in the foot where Colin Kaepernick essentially shot himself in the foot, but it wasn't in a neg- negative standpoint. For a lot of people, some people it is, some people it isn't. I would say more people would be happier if Boogie never shows up again than if Colin Kaepernick shows up in the NFL. Yeah, I would agree with you with that. I mean, here he is. I mean, he's been posting pictures of himself in the gym because he's apparently trying to, like, tell the Colts, like, hey, look at me. You know, just just in case. I, I said it's a smooth transition right there. Speaking of uh, speaking of quarterbacks, the day is the day has come where we may we have to lay the rest of Andrew Luck's career. And I, I was sitting at the FanDuel, I was sitting at the FanDuel Sportsbook when when I heard this, and the whole crowd erupted because that place was not packed, but it was pretty full for the Jets. Uh, New Orleans game, as well as the Miami-Florida game, which was a crazy-ass game. And, man, all I could say is one thing. Fuck Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay hired the wrong people who then tried to draft no offensive line before the seventh round in three fucking years in a row to help save this man's career. Like we we literally lost a generational quarterback because he had no time to recover. 
mean, has that ever happened, especially this late into the preseason? And speaking of this late into the preseason, I, I have to say this. I don't – a lot of people are very – I wouldn't say angry, but I'd say disappointed in the Colts fans in the crowd booing Andrew Luck. But you got to think, it's a week and a half before the regular season starts. And fan is short for fanatic. And a fanatic does two things. They cheer and they boo. Obviously, they're not going to be cheering him at that point, especially if they have about four Coors Lights in them at the time. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be disappointed. And disappointment brings out jeers. I thought I thought I was the reaction to people booing Andrew Luck was justified in that moment. Later down the line, they're not going to do that again. But in that moment, I would have booed if I was an Indianapolis Colts fan in that stadium that night. Do you guys agree with me or disagree? I mean, I'm going to say, like, I'd be pretty upset, too. Like, I kind of understand it. I guess I would, in that situation, I would probably be booing, too. I mean, especially in, if you look at the Colts situation, that was a playoff team last year that is probably the favorite to win the AFC South again. Um, I mean, obviously you have the Texans, but I, I feel like I'm, I would still take the Colts over them. And the Titans, are so many questions over Mariota. If you had a healthy Andrew Luck, I would definitely say the Colts are winning the AFC South. If not, they're going to be pushing for a wild card spot. So I definitely do understand the disappointment. Um, you know, like same thing as you, Rick, like you're saying you're out at a public place. I was actually at a buddy's wedding, and it turned into, uh, oh, look at the beautiful wedding to, you know, guys, Andrew Luck just retired. Um, so Jeez. definitely... Was uh yeah, Glee better hope no one retires uh, in uh on September thirteenth. Um, <laughs> Glee would Glee would stop the ceremony. What are you talking about? Depends it. Yeah, right. If it's Darnold, <laughs> yeah, you dude, kidding me? Darnold would <laughs> Darnold would put Gleason to tears if he retired. Yep. <laughs> I mean, dude, I I would feel the same way about Carson Wentz. It was it, it, like that's well, he's only he's one more back in. Yeah, but Wentz is a back injury away, and and I hate to wish it, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. I'm telling you, dude, he's not going to be the same guy. Nah, dude. Well, seven and nine at best. Revenge tour. Seven and nine at best. Revenge tour, Glee. Revenge tour. Just uh, wait. I, I, I want to say something else. Yeah. I mean, uh, with with Andrew Luck retiring this early, I mean, it, another another player this season also retired, which was Gronk, uh, very early in his career. Both these guys got beat up and retired early. Both are and I, 30 years old. Exactly. I mean, Luck turns 30 in September. Now, now, think about this. This could be a scary trend to come. Because, listen, these guys, these guys are in the business to make money. And both of these guys, especially, I don't know, within their playing career, but especially in endorsements, have made over $100 million. Now, that is plenty, plenty to live off of, and these guys are going to be making money after this. I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked at all to see another player go down with 
I would say multiple injuries and then call it quits. I, th- I think this is going to be a scary trend that's going to be happening a lot sooner. I mean, people were shocked when Jim Brown uh, retired, when uh, Johnson retired, when Barry Sanders retired. But I don't think this is going to be as shocking in the years to come. Because no, one, no one's really talking about Gronk. The only reason why people are not talking about Gronk is he retired, quote-unquote, at the right time, at the end of the season, not midway through the preseason. So... I, I'm seeing I'm gonna be assuming there's gonna be big names at there's gonna be a big name that's going to retire early in the next two years. Whether it be like Todd Gurley with his knee or uh David Johnson with his head. I mean these guys these guys become injury prone. And these guys have made a lot of money, especially Todd Gurley with that huge contract. David Johnson with that huge contract. These guys are going to be retiring sooner rather than later. Right. So I I don't I see this as a trend, not as something off off one point where Andrew Luck decides to retire. Yeah, well and I think what's gonna happen is um not you know not only is it going to affect these other leagues, right? Like if the NFL can't keep players in, I don't see how the XFL or any other league is going to be able to have the talent to field rosters. But I think what you're going to start seeing is they're not, they might get rid of the, the two years in college rule just because they need the influx of young players because guys are leaving in their twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Rick, I agree with you. I could totally see that as a trend. And I mean, if it was just like, you know, some role players, whatever, they're retiring when you're 29, yeah, okay. Like, you know, I'm not like a big superstar, but like a notable enough player. Because, again, the average NFL career is only about three years. Yeah. Well, Patrick Willis, when that retirement happened, that was crazy. I think right. that was the last one that really was, was yeah. the best linebacker in the league at the time, really. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, th- this is different because it's the most important position in football that – where the person right. retired, so that that's why I think that's the biggest reason why it is. Well, it affects it. It affects the Colts more for sure. Yeah, but from yeah. a but from a football standpoint, to see linebackers retire at such a young age, I mean, you know that that was I think I think that I still think the Patrick Willis was more shocking, but I think that one I think the timing is more so really what it is as opposed to it being a quarterback that's so shocking i mean andrew Luck is it really that shocking and the guy's had this many injuries that he wants to not play football anymore i mean i don't think it's that i think it's the fact that it's right now yeah i mean and also andrew luck is a smart guy so he's a lot of avenues to go down if he still wants to continue working i mean he's he's leaving 58 million dollars on the table and i like i said this is not going to be the first time this is going to happen no, de- definitely not. Um, you know, yeah, gonna knock on wood here. What if Wentz can't stay healthy and he's out by twenty eight, twenty nine? I don't think he will. I think he is a tough ass ginger Jesus. So I think that he would be all right. Um, but again, Rick, I can't see this becoming a trend because it is two very high profile players. You have. Luck, who, like you said, generational quarterback and a three-time Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, like big, like big, big time players that are leaving. Yeah, and it's this is a way different scenario because all those players I named before, like Barry Sanders, uh, everyone asked the question of, yeah, this guy retired early, but he still can come back. But the only time that ever happens is these old guys that last a long time. I mean, Jason Wynn retired for a year. Now he's back in the NFL. Brett Favre said he retired, then he signed with the Jets. It's these old guys that come back, not not these young guys who are in the prime of their career or just past the prime of their career. Yeah, and like you said, you know, they, they've racked up $100 million. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about much Andrew with Andrew Luck, but um, like Gronk's just going to rock up movie deals and all these other sponsorships and stuff. Like Gronk's won three Super Bowls. He could ride off into the sunset and be happy. Yeah, I mean, both both these guys are riding off in the sunset, and they're going to be happy. Um, and I, I would, I mean, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck is never going to hear this, but I wish him the best of luck, because I'm, I mean, in a happy retirement. If Jim Ursay didn't kill him, we we'd be probably seeing Andrew Luck in the later half of the AFC Championship game. Very possible. And now they're fourth in my book. Now, here's a here's a thing for you, uh, Goose. I'm gonna add into your uh, betting stuff here a little bit. What do you think are the odds that Andrew Luck will be a quarterback in February for the XFL? None. Zero. Zero. Fifteen hundred. No. 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 Don't take that bet. The odds, oh, the odds in Vegas right now are plus fifteen hundred that Andrew well, Luck will play in the side? XFL. Is um, there an opposite bet? Minus minus four. Minus thousand? four thousand. Yep. That he's yeah, he might, gone. It's minus yeah, he might, four thousand that he stays retired. Plus five hundred that he comes back to the NFL, and then plus um, fifteen hundred that he plays in the XFL. Is there an end? Is there an end date on any of those? Two seasons. Okay. I, I would I would bet seventy five percent of my stuff that he would never play in the XFL. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree I, with you on that. I, I I can see him possibly being like a coach. I could see that more than him playing, but I also never see him as a coach. I see him more as like a a guy up in the booth analyzing the game. Well, I mean, look at who the XFL commissions, you know. I meant to say analyzing, not analyzing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I looked straight up in the air. I was just like, wow, that's not right. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, I've only I, had I, like 20 of those moments like per episode. Uh, the final thing I want to bring up to this is uh, uh, this guy by the name of Earl Bennett, a six year vet of the NFL, uh, posted this on Twitter. He said, is Andrew Luck retiring the most bizarre sports news in the last 10 years? And I, wa- I want to read you a couple of the things that people have come up with. Uh, Manti Teo dating a ghost or <laughs> a no one ex-girlfriend. I mean, Yeah, that's high. I, that's got to be up there. I mean, this is more crazy. An Olympic gymnastics physician molesting all those kids. That's more a the NFL blackballing Tom Brady in the prime of his career. 
Uh, well, Tom Brady as well as uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Vontae Davis retiring mid-game last year. I'd say that's probably pretty crazy. Maybe not as crazy, but pretty crazy. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, I got yeah. A few uh, for you. Well, what, um, yeah, what, what about uh, Hernandez essentially being a serial killer? Yeah, I was. that's the one I was about to say, uh, Aaron Hernandez being a serial killer in the prime of his career. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say it is definitely very, very shocking. I mean, I, I can go on to a, probably a list of some other ones outside of football that are equally as shocking. I mean, obviously, you had the decision – was in there, LeBron. You had basically right now every, literally almost every move in NBA offseason is shocking news. Like I think especially like KD to the Warriors was a big one. I would say Kate. I say KD's move from the Thunder to the Warriors is more shocking than KD's move from the Warriors to the Nets. No, I would I would agree with you with that. Because he he literally lost the Western Conference Finals, and then joined the enemy team. He, he literally said, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Um, as a Devils fan, Kovalchuk retiring was pretty shocking. That sucked. Even though he yeah. ended up saving the franchise in the future because yeah. we weren't bound to that contract. It, at the time, that was very shocking of him retiring two years into, like, what, a 15-year contract? It was like a 17-year contract. S- yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, so I I would say that those things are maybe not all those things, but especially the Aaron Hernandez thing. That's definitely the more shocking thing than than uh, Luck retiring. Goose, you mentioned a uh, Mount Rushmore. What would be your Mount Rushmore of shocking uh, football stories? Uh, let's see. How about Monte Teo? Did you guys say that one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. About um, let's see, shocking football stories. So Manti Teo. I mean Hernandez. Uh, I would have to say he has to be up there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can top that one. Yeah, Hernandez is definitely the top. In the last ten years, that's the top. Yeah. I mean, in sports history, there's been more shocking things. I mean, me being a NASCAR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to talk. I'm trying to think of football. I mean, me being a NASCAR fan, I mean, Dale Earnhardt didn't strap in his belt after a red flag, then ran to the wall and died. Yeah, that was that was, that was heartbreaking. But th- that was more than 10 years ago, but that was one of the more shocking stories of the year, 2001. I still but, say to this moment. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I should not say that. It's definitely not the most shocking story of 2001. I, I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> in sports. Yeah, in sports. It was up there. But yeah, dude, the the Earnhardt one that was that was heartbreaking. That one was that was that was so sad. I remember coming home from a family party and learning about that. That was that was heart wrenching. Um, it's all alive. Yeah, yeah, That's Rick. Crazy. Rick, have you ever missed a Daytona 500? Um, I have missed the Daytona 500. Um, I was down there for the Daytona 500, but in 2000. 12 or 13, 12, I had to miss it because I, I had to get back to school for for all modern Rider University. Uh, and, th- and then I, I, I've missed one and a half because halfway through, through one time, uh, 
it got rain delayed and my flight was shortly after the scheduled time and I had to fly back mid race. If you don't know this about Daytona, the, there's a small airport literally in walking distance. So I had to walk from the track to the airport about a mile and a half. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. So, do you do? so, boys, why don't we hit it on some other football stories real quick? Um, story coming out of the Washington camp is Case Keenum has won the quarterback battle against Dwayne Haskins, and Case will be the starter. Do you guys think that Case Keenum can get back to 2017 Case Keenum, where he took the um, Vikings to the NFC Championship and then had those cheeks clapped by the 2017 world champion Philadelphia Eagles, or do you guys think that Case Keenum is simply just going there, continuing his journeyman role and filling in until Dwayne Haskins is ready? Uh, Let me rephrase that. I I, I think that no matter what, he's a stepping stone to Dwayne Haskins, but do you think that in that time period of being a stepping stone, do you think he can get back to his old form? Well, first off, yeah, please rephrase that and never say the word ass clapped ever again. Uh, sec- secondly, ass clapping for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, secondly, um, I I say it's more of a journeyman standpoint because they definitely want Dwayne Haskins to be the quarterback of the future. Case Keenum is a decent filler at the time, uh, considering what they've had to go through in quarterbacks down in Washington. Uh, Case Keenum probably will. We'll win a few games, but they're not going to win that division. I'd say it's between the Cowboys and the Eagles at this point. Gang, gang, gang. But, yeah, I mean, it's more of a journeyman. But, I mean, Case Keenum has surprised before. Case Keenum also wasn't the sole reason why the Vikings won in 2017. Yeah, I think Sam Bradford for some of those wins. And that defense was out of control. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. That's probably the biggest reason there. The purple people eaters. But, yeah, he's he's still going to be a journeyman. He's not going to be there long. I can see him being there for this year, seeing what happens to Alex Smith, because Alex Smith hasn't retired yet, has he? No. So, I mean, next year it could be a three-way battle for the starting position if Case Keenum returns and if Alex Smith doesn't retire. It could be a three-way battle down there. I, so, think, I think Case Keenum, the, t- the tide turns – in case Keenum takes the Nick Foles route and leads the Redskins to the Super Bowl. I, Not I, a win, I, but to the Super Bowl. I, I would love that and hate that because I hate Dan Snyder, but I know someone on the Washington Redskins from my hometown. So oh, yeah. if, if, if they're the win, I'd be really happy and also very indifferent at the same time. I can't think of one person that likes Dan Snyder. <laughs> Dan Snyder likes Dan Snyder. Other than Dan Snyder. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people, and a lot of people on the Redskins probably say they like Dan Snyder, but they probably don't. Yeah, well, Groom, Groom probably likes Dan Snyder because he still has a job there. Yeah, very, very true, especially for being a bang average uh, NFL team um, over the past few years. Um, are, are you guys pretty much just in agreement that no matter what Washington, do you think they're going to finish last or first? 
Uh, not last or first. Do you think they come in last, or do you think they beat out the Giants and get their um, third? I, I think this division is a lot closer than people think it is because the Washington defense is excellent. So, I mean, they could they could fall on the same path of what the 2017 Vikings did and ride their ride their defense. So I I I could I can see I, I can't say yes or no. Is that that one? I would have to look in a little bit further before we do our uh, our predictions next week. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I know Glee's already got the over-unders ready for all the oh, ends. Yeah. Um, and then what about some players that have impressed you guys in preseason? Is, is this Daniel Jones hype train for real? Um, Glee, I see your smile already. Well, I already know well, your answer. Uh, he's, he's better than I thought. Um, I mean, yes. it's just – but the thing is – it will never be let down that they they still messed up the draft because they first and foremost they had another pick in the teens. I believe it was a seventeenth pick. They could have gotten Daniel Jones then, and with that they could have gotten a, a actual playmaker on defense because they love to not sign the ones that they have like Landon Collins. They could have drafted a Josh Allen, and then got Daniel Jones. And furthermore. The, the year before, they skipped the Hall of Fame quarterback that my team drafted in Sam Darnold. So, regardless of how good Daniel Jones is, I'll never live it down. Because um, he he'll always be Sam's little brother. What do you think, Rick? I, I, so, the biggest thing for me is he's playing against the twos. Yeah, he's, he's doing all this work against the twos. Let's see what he does when he hits the ones. When he hits the first string. When he hits the ones that have also pre-gained for him and are throwing stuff at him that he's never seen before. Exactly. So uh, I'm I'm not a, I'm not on the hype train. I do agree with Gleason. He's definitely imp- he's been more impressive and probably shockingly impressive compared to what people thought he was going to be with that disaster of a draft pick. But we'll see. I mean. I don't, I, the Giants could be evil geniuses, and we just didn't see it. They really could be. My man's got booed before he even stepped on the football field. <laughs> yeah. What What do you say is worse, Daniel Jones boo or Andrew Luck boo? Hmm. I would say... I'm going to say the Daniel Jones. Because... You think that's... Go ahead. No, 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 um, no. That's that's tough. So what I'm trying to say is, at least like you understand the frustration with Andrew Luck. Yes. You know, to be fair, I understand the frustration with Daniel Jones too. But Daniel Jones hadn't even done anything yet. The Colts knew that Andrew Luck was a very solid quarterback who could take them places. They were building something special. Now that looks like it's just all about over. So no, I, I mean it is over. Don't even don't even say he's never coming back. Well, I meant he's like never... the Colts run, unless the uh, Brissett pulls a uh, big dick Nick and goes Saint Nicky Foles and does great for the Colts. I don't see I, that happening. But I, honestly, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he had a bad season two seasons ago when he went four and twelve. But that that Colts team was pretty shitty. This year, they're prized to to go deep. With, with, when they were with Andrew Luck, they're prized to go deep and pot and definitely win that division. 
Now, th- I could definitely see them getting a wild card at this point. I, mean, I, I don't think that's out of out of reach because Jacoby Brissett has a good team around him. They have a team built to win the Super Bowl. And that boy Frank Reich is a hell of a head coach. Yeah, I mean, he, he is good. So let's see what happens there. But uh, to answer my question, I, I would I would say the Andrew Luck boo was just barely worse than the Daniel Jones boo. Uh, just because of the reasons behind it. The Daniel Jones one is just the frustration of Giants fans just accumulating. Just the New York media in general. Like, same thing happened to Porzingis. Uh, yeah. But, no, Porzingis was a good pick, and people thought thought it wasn't when it really was an excellent pick. So that that New York, <laughs> that, uh, New York boo was worse than the Daniel Jones boo because it was an actual good pick. We don't know yet with Daniel Jones. We know about Porzingis. Porzingis stinks, dude. Yeah, I know you think that, but he's actually pretty good, dude. I mean, you also think Darnold is good. You think Darnold's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, guys. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, boys, let's stick with football. Let's get into some betting with Goose. It's been a while since we've done it. Um, Obviously, we have a week until the NFL starts, but we do have college football this weekend. Now, do you guys want to run through some p- predictions, and I can layer in the uh, the over under odds on those, or do you want me to do do some uh, win why, totals first? Why don't you run with it? Why don't you run with it? And uh, we'll add okay. it. Yeah, we'll add it. Cool. Yeah, this, all this, right, boys. This is all you, man. Well, welcome back to another edition of Betting with the Goose. Honk honk. So, with college football, it's very difficult to figure out early in the season what you're working with because the turnover's so big with rosters, right? You know, guys yep. are leaving every three years. So, the idea is week one, you're going to do any research. you got to figure out what teams are returning players, what teams, you know, graduated a lot, drafted players, co- new coaches, things like that, new quarterbacks. So... Week one's kind of tough, but I guess we'll start off with uh, some win totals, right? Dude, so, man. a few of the ones I like, by the way, Cincinnati, seven and a half, over. U- UCF, nine and a half, over. So, really, there's 12. When you look at it, the way I like to look at it is there's 12 games in each you know, season. So, kind of go through it so you... You know, you do the usual win, win, loss, win, win, win. So now, now I started getting a little interesting. Well, I guess Miami eight and a half. I went over. Um, I was kind of hoping they were going to pull off the Florida, that Florida win. Went one and one on week zero. Be in Miami money line, and then, but I had Miami with the spread, so plus seven, so that was good. But anyway, so eight and a half. So. That is nine wins or better, so hopefully no more than three losses. Uh, then we have Navy, which is one of my favorite teams. They had a down year last year, so their win total is at five. So I went over there. I basically liked and saw, tried to find as many low lines as I could, pick the overs on them. But here are two of my unders that I like, and they're on higher teams. First one is the University of Michigan. 
Now, their win total over line is nine and a half. And I think that they win. I think they lose three games throughout the season, which is a nine and three record. Right. So I think I got them in nine and a, under nine and a half. And then uh, this one kind of hurt because I like Georgia, but they're at ten and a half. And the under and so the line's over ten and a half, right? But if you take the over, it's minus one eighty five, which is a terrible payout, right? So you have to put up a buck eighty five for every hundred you know, hundred. So the plus one fifty for the under seemed really juicy, and I think two losses could appear on their schedule. Now they don't play Alabama, but they do have a game in Florida, a game at Auburn, and they do play you know, Texas A&M, uh, Notre Dame. So I think two losses could appear on their schedule. Um, and I like that value at the plus 150. So now week one. Hey, Feds, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Just didn't want yeah. you to pass out over there. Yeah, feds, while recording, just had a Charlie horse. Awful. So if you hear some movement at the beginning yeah. of the segment, it was me trying to hear you collapse. Together. Now, were there were there any over unders you guys were curious about for the season? Michigan. Yeah, feds. I I just told you. Were you so the Charlie Hurst? Did you black out? Yes. Okay. While I was trying. Michigan to was. I have Michigan an eight and a half. Okay, that's fair. And I took the over on that. Oh no, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Michigan is at nine and a half, and I went under. I understand that too. I think that they go nine and three. I can see that. Yeah. I definitely see that. What about uh, what about the Clemson Tigers? Right now, I'm looking at the over under is at a is eleven and a half. Yeah. So that basically, you're it, it's it's a pick. Will they go undefeated or will they have a loss? Exactly. And. and yeah, I don't see a loss on their schedule. Yeah, I, I mean, they have the ACC, and they just dominate that. So. Unless, it's, you know, they obviously – now, is this regular season? Yes. Okay, yeah, no, I would definitely take the over there because I was going to say I think the only team that can stop them is in the SEC, and that's Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, especially with all those five-star recruits that they got this year. Not, not even Georgia. Georgia finds a way to choke a big game every year. Only well, they're gonna- well, they're going to choke in the SEC championship game against Bamba again. Yeah, the the over for the Clemson over 11 and a half, it's minus 135, which isn't too bad. Go, talking about Alabama, that, going back to that tweet about uh, is the craziest sports story in the past 10 years. Alabama. Alabama yeah, well, at the same Alabama well, at the same spread is 11 and a half. Yeah. Right. But they're plus 125. So actually so Clemson is actually favored to go undefeated more so than Alabama. Yeah, they are. Now the the ten year uh ten year crazy story thing, that's a crazy story. Literally Georgia lost two championship games, the SEC championship game and the college championship game, in the exact same way to the exact same team. In the same exact stadium where the He's, which is also home to the Atlanta Falcons, which blew a twenty eight three lead. <laughs> Which has a Chick-fil-A that's not open on Sundays. 
Yo, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's chicken sandwich? You guys try the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet? I haven't done any of them, no. I haven't done any of them either, but always Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick, Chick I tried the Popeye's sandwich. I, I waited for like 30 minutes in the drive-thru in the one in Trenton. I'm sure you've seen the memes about all the exhausted Popeye's workers, but uh, Chick-fil-A still, hands down. It was good. The bread was a little cold, um, but I'm still Chick-fil-A any day of the week. Sorry for that uh, tangent. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, back, back to uh, gambling with Goose. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. So the Chick-fil-A kickoff game is Alabama hosting Duke, although I believe it's at a neutral site. No? Yeah, at Mercedes-Benz. So it's at yeah, Chick-fil-A Bowl. So it's, at, it's in Alabama or Atlanta at the Falcon Stadium. <clears throat> that one is minus 130. I'm sorry. That one is minus 34. I, had, I got them on my legal but unnamed sports book. And first half, it was – Minus 23 and a half. So I took the over there and then slid in the under on the half at 34 and a half. So I'm hoping that they score about 28 points and I hit both. And any other way I hit one or the other, and we're good. I think they do. I think you're, bo- I think you're right on both of those. What's that? They locked yeah, I, them? No I, I, no, I think you're right. I think they will hit it. Yeah, I, I tried to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 I thought you meant I was already right. And I was like, it didn't happen. Did I mean, I, I mean, I have, I have my crystal ball here. You just can't see it. Um. Okay. So, yeah, week one's tough. Now, one game, I guess I was right. Uh, kick off the week. Really, you know, get the juices flowing because it's not really college football until you have a bunch of games going on. Yeah. Uh. So Cincinnati is playing UCLA, and UCLA is dog shit. That's Chip Kelly's team. Yeah, fuck UCLA. So I think they're I think their over under was five and a half. So I stayed away because I thought that, that was reasonable. I could see six, I could see four, so I stayed away. But this week the spread is only two and a half, and I believe it's in Cincinnati. Yes. Um, yes, it's in Cincinnati. It is. Yes. Yeah. Which which I thought was surprising because that means that it's an even spread. Yeah. So it is in Cincinnati, which I thought was an even spread. So a two and a half field goal win, boom, lock it in. That's the lock of Thursday night for sure. Um, Friday night again. There's really I'll just do a brief walk through your first week, boys. There's really not much going on. Michigan State. My um, I do a thing with college football. Uh, I kind of like this is another little tangent, but I kind of like um, picking a team for each conference and kind of rooting for them. So my uh, my Big Ten team is Michigan State. Um, so they're playing. They're minus 22 and a half. I'm kind of staying away from them. What was that, Fetz? Oh, yeah, you like that shittier team in Michigan, right? Stop. Our little brother. I like Harbaugh, though. Um, so, yeah, there's not much going on with some Big Ten games. Michigan State's playing. Wisconsin's playing. But they're playing unranked teams. Rutgers, unfortunately, can't bet on. But they got a home game. They're at minus 15 and a half against UMass. So Friday, there's not much going on. Oh, Purdue's bad. Okay, now never mind. I saw some. Purdue is minus minus eleven on the road at Nevada. So I'm taking Nevada big time, plus eleven. I, I got. The, I'm looking at it right now. I got plus ten ten and a half. Okay, so yeah, on 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 our so beat that out on our um, legal yet undisclosed sports book, Rick. Official? Yeah, or the, the one, the one that's not sponsoring us yet. Right. 
Official, unofficial. All right, so it's ten and a half. I still like that. So that means the line's moving. I like that. Ten and a half. So lock that in for Friday. So you got Cincy, Cincy Thursday, Nevada, ten and a half Friday. You got your classic Oklahoma State, Oregon State game. I don't know why that's classic, but so two orange jerseys going after it. So Saturday, let's look at so we'll spend a quick few minutes really looking at the uh, the meat of Saturday. A lot of garbage games. Um, you got a lot of anything, you know, a lot of minus 22s and higher. Um, I didn't really see anything that stuck out and looked like value. I mean, Ohio State's only minus 27.5 against an FAU team. Um, so if you're, if you're feeling frisky, feds, maybe you want to fade that one. I don't know. So I'm staying away from that. Yeah. Um, there's really not, like I said, this is. And week one, you kind of just want to see how teams play. Well, really, you just want to wait till after week two, three, till some teams play some legit teams, right? Because we don't know how good Florida is. So is Miami good because they kept it close, or are they both just two shitty teams, right? So, like I said, if you can get Alabama in the first half, so the line's minus 34.5. If you can get Alabama for first half at, you know, anything less than that, like, you know, minus 21, minus 24 in that range, I would try to do that. I see them jumping out to a quick lead in that Chick-fil-A kickoff game, which is not the kickoff game because it's at 3.30. Um, the season already started with Florida yeah. Miami anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Yeah, they just wanted to give Alabama money. Stance, now, Stanford hosting Northwestern at, my, at minus 6.5. That's another interesting one on Saturday. I, I, might, I might sprinkle a little on that one. Um, really, there's not much else going on. A lot, a lot of slop that like you just don't want to touch Miss Michigan minus thirty four. Like why no, would I you would stay away from that? Just yeah, either way, you know, like yeah, it's just. I mean, maybe if you're feeling frisky, you take a first half bet and just assume they get up twenty one nothing quick. What are you? But, uh, um, can I ask about a game? I don't know if you would have this one or not. Yeah, this is the uh, Battle of Carolinas, South Carolina at North Carolina. South Carolina minus ten. What day is this? This is 3.30 on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Let me check my notes real quick. Yeah, I see it. The belt kickoff. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of people are riding South Carolina. I would ride South Carolina there, too. I, I, I can't tell you the last time UNC had a good football team. Minus 10. I don't know if you said that already. Yes. Um... I'm probably, I'm probably going to go... UNC with the points. Yeah, I can see that being a close game. Yeah, just just because the uh, belt line rivalry. Yeah, I might even buy a half a point there. But anyway, and then yeah, so that that's how we're looking, boys. So more to come, but those are those are my six locks for the win totals. Um, I would say anything else, just kind of ch- just. If you if you see a team you like a team and they're at that seven and five eight and five take the over, you know, that's my that's my advice to anyone. Okay. So all right, boys. Sounds good. Now, before we wrap up for the week, college football starting, Clemson or Alabama versus the field for the national championship this season. Who are you taking, Clemson and Bama or the field? I, I I would I would say Clemson and Bama. I I just think, I mean it's it's unfortunate 
because I would like to see someone new up there, maybe even OU or something like that. But I, I just can't see them unless, unless like o, OU or Georgia come through again. I can't see Clemson, especially Clemson losing. Yeah, dude, that that team is unreal. What about you, Glee? Yeah, it's even money right now. I'm taking Clemson, Alabama, without 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 even blinking. Now, which team outside of Clemson, Alabama, do you believe has the best shot at knocking them off? Well, I like Georgia a lot. I mean, Jake Fromm, I, I kind of look at the quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, obviously, they were good enough to get there last year, right? Um, yes. So, I kind of I think Georgia's the team. Yeah, Georgia. Um, Clemson, they always they always like to keep it close against Syracuse, even though Syracuse is ranked 22nd right now. For some reason, they always like to keep it close there. Uh, yeah, Clemson's schedule seems pretty easy yeah i mean just to give you some some to gauge it i mean you got clemson's at plus 170 alabama's at plus 230 so is basically almost two and a half to one odds to win right yeah it's good value for alabama georgia's the next next one and they're at 10 to one with ohio state at 15 uh, ohio state and oklahoma both at 15 michigan at 19 and then it jumps all the way to florida at 40 so you really no, no one's getting any respect besides, you know, you got Ohio State and Oklahoma as the two powerhouses, and then Michigan State. Mich- excuse me, Michigan with an outside chance. But yeah, I, I would say I would say another lock right now is to just take. It says Trevor and Tua burst the field on on this undisclosed uh, official unofficial sports book, and it's even money minus one ten. So I would lay that one, lay it till the cows come home. It's a nice, nice little pay, nice little. Way to, you know, dull your cash real quick and, uh, you know, span of four months. Now, last question for college football. Does the Pac-12 get a playoff team this year? Pac-12. Right. So, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, yeah. UCLA, USC, like those will be like the big – you know, players in that factor. Yeah, I see only Oregon and Washington having a, a chance. Um, I mean, maybe U, U, USC and Washington State could put together a season, but no, I think Oregon, if Herbert, I, th- I believe Herbert's the quarterback, if he has a season, I, th- I think it's definitely possible that they slip in, but highly unlikely. I would say the chance of that's like 10%. I would say um, – my my final four. I mean, if we're really just going to do the preseason predictions, I'm going Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. And yeah, I mean, which is that was the same as last year, I believe. Was it okay? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I could I could see that exact the that exact scenario happening again, and the exact thing that happened last year happens this year. Like, I, I'm I'm seeing a complete repeat. So I, I agree with your predictions. I mean, the only thing that, like, with that, like, the committee might want, like, if Ohio State only has one loss, I think that they get in, unless, obviously, there's four unbeaten teams. I wouldn't say that, though, because the committee showed in the past that, like, they care about 
record more than conference championship because there's that one year Ohio State won the Big Ten and we're not talking about like a you know a Joe conference or something or the Big Ten was having a down year the Big Ten still had Michigan Michigan State um Iowa had a good year that year yeah I think like, there were a few good my, teams but Ohio State got bumped out so I think the committee showed that they don't really care about conference championships no I think it's more so I don't think it's conference championship I'm, I'm saying it's more so I think they want to make sure there. It seems like there's some parity in the comp. They don't want to elect the same four teams back to back, and so if there's any chance that Oklahoma and Ohio State have the same resume, they're going to put Ohio State in. Yeah, I could definitely see that, but I could also see them, especially after the the Jim Trestle or the Jim Trestle, the Urban Meyer shit last year. Fuck him. Well, I mean, the with the Urban Meyer shit, I mean that, that I think that was definitely a huge factor of them keeping him out. Uh, right. But I, I could I can I could agree, but I don't see it happening. I still think OU is gonna be is gonna beat out Ohio State. The trademark Ohio State. Do you guys want any odds to make the playoffs? Like any uh, some of the smaller teams like Michigan to make it is plus two eighty. Yeah, Glee. Why don't you wrap it up with that before we close out for the week? So yeah, so Georgia. They're at only plus 130. No is minus 170. So it's favored that they're not going to make the playoffs. And they won't. Clemson is favored to definitely get in the playoffs. They're at minus 750. To, but yeah, so it's really not even worse. Alabama, man. Alabama, they're saying Alabama's going to have a tough schedule. It's a minus 230. Yeah, I don't see it. Do you guys have any uh, specific teams or not really? There's only a few uh, that they have the odds for. Like Oregon, Oregon to make the playoff is plus is eight and a half to one. They're saying uh, I don't so know if they said this one. Bet. Georgia, Georgia on on my sports book right now is is plus one ten to make the playoffs. Yeah, mine's one thirty, which I'm kind of shocked by. Yeah, same. Because I mean they they recruited well, they got good players there, and I, I feel like it's pretty much the same playbook as it was last year, which cost them. But, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, no, I, I'm, I I think this is pretty straightforward. Uh, I mean, there's the four that we think that are yes, and the rest we can bet no. On my sports book, you can't parlay it because it's too obvious. Yeah, same. Which is unfortunate, but. It is what it is. All right, Feds, you ready to wrap this up? All right, boys. So to wrap up this week, I figured this is a little something fun because it's something that we have been uh, very excited about, and uh, it's coming closer and closer. Um, The XFL team names have been released. So, boys, what we're going to do is we are going to power rank their names and logos. Um, So... Here are the why, teams. Why don't, why, don't, why don't we just do the names? Because we can't broadcast the logos. Okay, fair. We'll do the names. Well, I, I'm going to have to rank mine on the logos just because All right. it affects uh, I'll give the you, way like, I a description. So each team is basically themed off of um, something that has to do with the area of the city. Uh, we have the New York Guardians, which are, like, you know, like, gargoyle-themed, like, you know, looking over the city. You have... The St. Louis Battlehawks. You have the 
Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the Los Angeles Wildcats, Wildcats, Houston Roughnecks, uh, the Dallas uh, Renegades, and the Washington Defenders. I'll tell you right off the bat, which is my least favorite. Well, it's the DC Defenders, right? Yeah, it's DC the, Defenders. Yeah, the DC Defenders. My my least favorite is the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, that that just sounds like uh, a creative ta- team on. I was Madden gonna say team. that, and and not really? even like not even I like disagree. a new Madden. I feel like it's like a creative team on like Madden 05. Now, can now, use, no, like, I disagree. Logos, it's just the V. I think. Well, I think the Vipers is better. I think the Vipers, there's like four better, four four that are worse than Vipers. Well, the, uh, the Vipers logo, I think, is actually one of the best. Right. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's just, it's supposed to be like a, a Viper eye. It looks like a Viper eye, kind of. Right. But it's v. in the shape of a V. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I, I say they don't have the worst logo, but they, in my book, they have the worst name. I disagree. Okay. Wrong. Who, who do you think is the worst? Uh, well, I think the New York Guardians is horrible. Like, but again, the logo is really sweet. It's like a lion. Really, dude. But, I I love that, but I feel like if if it was the New York Gargoyles, they would have been my number one. Really? It would yeah. be New Gargoyles. New York Gargoyles. Yeah. The Gargoyles. That would have been so cool. No, Actually, they would have been my number two. My number one is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Like that logo is sick. That name is like awesome. I would. My well, yeah, but it's, it kind of sounds like their rival, the the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, and it, it also kind of reminds me of the Vegas Golden Knights, the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Yeah, uh, I kind of. My favorite is Seattle Dragons for sure. Uh, I'm kind of mixed between Seattle Dragons and the Dallas Renegades. See, Dallas here's Renegades. My problem with Renegades, Rick, you go yeah. first. Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I don't really have anything to add right there. But go ahead. See, here's my problem with the Dallas Renegades: is it looks like an exact knockoff of the Dallas Desperados, which were an AFL team. If you look up Dallas Desperados, it almost looks like exactly the same. That's my problem with the Renegades: it looks just like their former AFL team. I'm gonna have to Google this. Yeah, this. Dallas Dallas Desperados. Ooh, Dallas Desperados dancers. I'd rather Google them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. But also that that logo just looks like the Cowboys logo with a cowboy on it the, over the star. They, like if, if, they were an affiliate, whatever, like same ownership, whatever. Was it really? Oh, I didn't know that. How yeah. about that? Uh, so I'm, I would say probably I'd lean towards the Dragons just because the – the Seattle Dragon sounds pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Although Houston that that next looks like a pay less Houston Oilers. L.A. L.A. Wildcats. I mean, that makes sense for the area, and the logo is basic. So that's my second least least favorite. The L.A. Wildcats logo looks like every L.A. logo ever made. Yeah, it kind of looks like a mix between the Angels logo with the A and. I can't I can't name anything with that L. It kind of looks like the Louisville L. Yeah. But and third third worst, I would say Defenders. Fourth worst, I would say Renegades. Then going into my better ones, 
Houston Roughnecks is my four. Battlehawks is my three. Renegades is my two. And Seattle Dragons is my one. Just as name-wise, not as logo-wise. Now, who are you guys going to be rooting for come February? Uh, that's actually, I'm going to judge that on who they actually hire. Because, I mean, the New York Guardians, I mean, that's that's very local to us. But I don't know. I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of the of the original New York team, the New York New Jersey. Uh, shit, what were they called? Hitmen. Hitmen, yeah. Which is <laughs> which is like the it makes sense for the area, but probably one of the worst names that could happen. That's such a WWF name. Oh, dude, you can you can tell the difference so much, right? We got the Renegades, the Roughnecks, the Guardians, whatever. All the old team names were. From the old XFL, you had the Los Angeles Extreme, Birmingham Thunderbolts, Chicago Enforcers, Orlando Rage, Memphis Maniacs, San Francisco Demons, LA uh, Las Vegas Outlaws, and the New York New Jersey Hitmen. Yeah, so the the names are I would say this is a bet. These are definitely better names for the new XFL than the old XFL. But there's there's some that I like better than others. All right, man. Let's uh, you get you want to put in your predictions for this league or no? That's way too early. Yeah, dude, you can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I will say though, I am looking forward to uh, our good friend uh, Jeff Magliashetti right now is slated to be their um analyst. Really? So, yeah. So good he'll point. actually he will be covering the New York Guardians. Awesome. So maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll choose them just on that basis. Yeah, maybe he can get us VIP passes into a uh, game at MetLife with the whole 3,000 people there. See, I'm interested. You know, I'll, I'll let him talk about it when he comes on the air. I was asking him about his perspective. Like, what does he think about the XFL? Is it going to last? Whatever. But I'll let him talk about that when the time comes. Yeah, I'm curious what season tickets would cost. So maybe I'll do that. Right? They're cheap. I'll definitely take that. Glee, any last thoughts for the week? Uh, no, go Jets. Yeah, boys. Well, next week we get together. Uh, we will have our very special NFL preview show. The way to preview show. The always classic. 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 Better fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Football season is finally, finally upon us, and I cannot wait. Uh, once again, you have tuned in to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. Uh, we're going to trademark it before Ohio State does. Fuck you guys. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Wide Open underscore Sports. And don't forget to look for us, the Wide Open Sportscast, on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and tune in. Until next week, my name is Feds. I'm Rick. Peace. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Go, birds!